the one who knocks. Pop, pop. Oh, no. <laughs> Why don't you do something with your life? You contribute nothing to society. Good morning, Vietnam! Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? You know my code. Hose before bros. You can't handle the truth. Buzz your girlfriend. Woof. Nobody calls me mad dog. Especially not some dooted up egg sucking gutter trash. Hello and welcome to My First Time, the podcast that debates, disputes and discusses pop culture classics. Each episode, someone on our panel takes on the role of the first timer, the person who is correcting a gap in their pop culture resume. Will they see what the fuss is or just be left wondering what the hell was that? My name is Dan and I'm joined each and every week by Eden. Hello! Aiden. Catchphrase! And this week, we are getting all of our ducks in a row... As we delve into the tidy world of Marie Kondo. It's kind of all of our first time this episode, yeah? Like, yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, I had not seen it. We are joint first timers. You did put it forward. You won the Instagram poll. Well, I just thought it was a, a topic that we hadn't really done. We've never done a reality show. And this was like the biggest thing going around at the beginning of the year. Literally January 1st, all the episodes dropped. That literally boggled my mind when I realised that this only came out this year. It feels much longer ago. I feel like people have moved on rapidly from this. Like, she's really dropped off as a topic of conversation or as something people are caring about. I had not, not heard of it at all. What? Like, yeah, I, I, I just missed it entirely. Never? I, when you mentioned, mentioned it to me, that was the first time, and I was like, what the hell is this? And um, I thought it was going real. to be... Like, about some Florida woman because it had condo in the title. I even spelled it with a C initially because I was like... When you were searching for it in Yeah, I was like, what? Oh, with a K? Marie Kondo. Yeah, like, I thought it was going to be some, like, fashion Florida's hottest real estate agent. <laughs> exactly. I was very confused. Well, she's written, like, lots of books and stuff. She's pretty well. known in the, like, interior decorating sort of yeah. world, apparently. But I guess this is the... The, uh, the mainstream crossover, if yeah. you will, that made everyone excited about um, putting their dirty dishes away. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, let's... If you're listening to the episode, and like Eden, you're like, who the hell is Marie Kondo? Uh, let's do a little bit of a catch-up for you. They have so much stuff. It's a never-ending battle to fight the clutter. With the baby coming, we got to get our stuff in order. We had a downsize from a four-story house to a two-bedroom apartment. I lost my husband. I don't know that I have everything it takes to get rid of his belongings. This girl's no joke. Marie Kondo shot to mainstream prominence in the Anglo world, at least, with her breakthrough Netflix series, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, which dropped on Netflix in January 2019. The show saw the Japanese organising consultant head west to the good old US of A to help a bunch of Yankee slobs get their houses in order. In the show, Kondo promotes the eponymous KonMari method of home organisation, a system of five pillars, which are clothes, books, paper, kimono, which is bathroom kitchen and miscellaneous and sentimental items. Kondo's attention-grabbing principle is to gather all of one's clothing items in an enormous pile and then one by one hold each and determine if it sparks joy and if it doesn't spark joy. Then trash it. 
Kondo's instructions to her show's families are, well, maybe depending on your religious philosophies, either full of spiritual, semi-spiritual, or quasi-spiritual practices, like thanking your clothes for letting you wear them, or praying to your house so it will help you clean it. When the show was released in January this year, it became an overnight sensation, strong word of mouth, the quirkiness of Kondo and her methods, and seemingly endless BuzzFeed-style articles all pushed the Kondomania to fever pitch. Such was the show's immediate impact on the psyche of its myriad viewers that charity shops in America reported huge January surges in donations as viewers of the show purged their belongings in response to the KonMari method. But the condomania is neither here or there right now. What matters is the opinion of tonight's first-timers. So, panel is tidying up with Marie Kondo an inspired piece of life-altering guidance or just a shallow puff piece of faux spirituality. Eden. So, I guess what Dan's asking is, did it spark joy for you, Eden? I fucking hated it so <laughs> much. Oh my god. I was so annoyed at having to watch this. Uh, it was the worst! Alright, pin, pin the emotion. Aiden. Can I say that I feel like middle ground towards it? I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Like, I was like, oh yeah, there's some good stuff in here, but I don't really want to watch any more. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Like, I just felt really mediocre towards it. I knew you would both react this way, by the way. <laughs> I possibly didn't hate it as much as oh, Eden. I really didn't like it. Yeah, you're not a, you're not a big F-bomb dropper, so I feel like oh, when you yeah. are when you are letting loose the swears, you are really ticked. Yeah, I, I was sending you some messages while I was watching. Yeah. It, they were pretty, pretty loaded. They were furious. <laughs> um, uh. I really did grow to just a strong desire to stop watching it is what I would say. Like I was like, this just actually sucks and I want to turn it off. Yeah. Why though? Can I ask why? I, I, that is going to take me a long time to unpack possibly the whole length of this entire episode. (laughs) Let's start with that faux spirituality. I'm calling it faux spirituality. Others may embrace it as a real spiritual practice. In in fact, I believe it's inspired by her own Shinto religious beliefs. I I did the research as well as I was watching it because I was so bored by the show. Um, And yeah, I saw the same thing. Okay, cool. But I don't... I know. I just are you sure? Cool was cool. the response you had, Eden. I'm okay. going to pull up your text messages, <laughs> exhibit and A, quote oh, them. Uh, and this is what you had to say. Wait, you have to thank the clothes that don't spark joy before you throw them away! Exclaim question! Exclaim question! F off! I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. You know what? The thanking the things as you're throwing them away, like, I thought was dumb. And I also thought the like the like thanking the house upon arrival for like you know all that kind of stuff, dumb, dumb, dumb. If it's her belief, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on that belief. But it has no need to be in this show, the quote unquote show. Do you think it's a cultural <laughs> thing? Oh, maybe. Like, I think there's a lot of Japanese culture and and most of Asian culture as well. It's very respectful. It's very yeah. thankful. Like, obviously, the the prank of the house is weird. I'm going to be the first <laughs> one to admit that. But I think there might be an element of that. Yeah, and that's why I don't want to, like, necessarily, like, shit on that. But, uh, as a, I guess, like, as a, as a thing that is meant to go out and then, like, help 
people. Ah, it just seems weird that you have to thank the clothes for good deeds or whatever, and then... For letting you wear them. For letting you wear... Yeah, that it, 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 it's weird. Well, in a, a future episode, she mentions um, that they do this cutaway where she's sitting on the couch, and she's like, even if you didn't wear the clothes, still thank them, because now you know what you don't like. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Which I thought yeah. was like, oh, you should know that anyway when you go to the shops, I think, yeah. <laughs> before you start buying them. Now we all uh, committed to watch two episodes each. Yeah. I watched my episodes and I was just like these people don't need a tidier. They need professional help. Yeah. <laughs> one of them, I think we all watched this one. It's the very first one that'll come up on Netflix if you pull it up is uh, a couple called Kevin and Rachel. They got a couple of young kids. I'm like, "You need a relationship counselor." Yeah. And I watched another one about an uh, an elderly uh, Japanese American couple that were essentially hoarders. Yeah. You've got some sort of clinical issues. You will hoard your house again. This is this trash is coming back. Yeah. You're just you're just putting you're throwing away some things to build it up again. Ugh. It was f- frustrating. Again, I don't have as much extreme reaction as you guys because I do think that like when my house is clean, whether that be me cleaning it or my wife cleaning it, I do come home and I'd be like, oh, it's so much more relaxing than coming home to dishes everywhere and whatever. And, and I, I, I know what you're about to. You're about <laughs> Did you need a TV show to tell you this? This is my point as well. <laughs> Did but... the world need a, a TV show to sweep pop culture psyche so that they could understand the importance yeah. of not leaving crap lying around your house? <laughs> I don't even like tidying. <laughs> I and didn't... I get it. I didn't, but obviously some people do. Well, that's and that's actually one of the only positive things I wrote down in my notes was that I think that like the show can potentially inspire people to tidy their house. Um, And, you know, there's research that has been done that says that uh, humans prefer tidy environments. Yeah, like clean clean environment, clean mind. Like your mind doesn't feel so scattered and things. Um, But, again... Should there does there need to be like a TV show to tell people to do that? I think if there if there does need to be a TV show to tell people to do that, there's a problem with some people. Well, the ratings would tell you that they does because this was a huge <laughs> phenomenon. Eden, Dan mentioned before about the op shops in America. It was yeah. the same in Australia. There was articles in the newspaper right across the country saying that op shops were being plummeted with rubbish yeah. uh, for that month where this show was being streamed on high demand. Yeah, and in that case, maybe I'm the villain here then. In that, like, I just, I, I, I don't think the show should exist necessarily. <laughs> I, I just actually think it's the parts she introduces. It's actually quite drab TV. Oh yeah. Except for the fact that, especially, I was saying that this elderly Japanese couple who were essentially hoarders, like their house was just full of stuff mm. everywhere, and it did look awful, and I would not want to live in that space. Yeah. But essentially, I was like, this is this is like car crash TV. People are watching this. I think a lot of their joy is just from judging these people, mm. getting some sick sensation sick sensation from that. It was honestly like an episode of Hoarders, which is a disgusting TV show and that it exploits people's mental illness under the guise of helping them. And I'm like, this is not much better. Mm. It's just done with the guise of a perky, bubbly, uh, seemingly lovely, you know, young lady. Yeah. Well, that particular episode. Yeah. I assume others as well. 
Well, one of the ones that I watched was a couple that were in their um, mid-30s and they were preparing for a new child coming. So they needed to clear a room uh, for you know a nursery for this new baby or whatever. And the thing that I found really interesting is the show has this like line of like, um, get rid of things, you know, like you, you don't want to have too many possessions. You want to strip back minimalist lifestyle is better for everyone. Uh, and this couple, he was a collector of shoes. So, which is a very in thing at the moment, guys collecting sneakers that they don't even ever wear. (laughs) Okay. Don't you two nerds judge me yeah. on that later. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this dude has like 160 pairs of sneakers, most of which he's never worn. Now, I had this real interesting relationship with her saying, get rid of them, get rid of them, get rid of them, because I kind of like collecting things. I have a huge collection of CDs and records and Lego and different things like that, but I think the issue is that when they're just dumped in boxes around your house, it changes from a collection to hoarding. Yeah. And mm. so I, I think hoarding, yes, there's an issue, but collecting, I don't know if you're displaying it nicely. Like, Eden, you're the same. You've got different collectible stuff around yeah, your house. Definitely. They're in, like, display cabinets I've seen. Essentially, yeah. Well, I guess I guess that's the thing. Like, I feel like a lot of these people have just so much stuff, they need a bigger place. They need, like, <laughs> different furniture. And obviously they can't afford necessarily to get a bigger house. Um, so that stuff has to be just organized better and tidied yeah. up better. And that's that's a, a thing that I think a lot of humans would just naturally do. Come to that conclusion. Yeah, like, oh, I've got too much shit and it's on my kitchen counter and I can't put food on it anymore. So maybe I should move it elsewhere. <laughs> I think I would be more on board with the show and its message if it was actually an anti-materialism show. Mm. It's not. I actually think the show is almost pro-materialism. It's organisation. But it's just like, it's not saying don't buy things. It's just saying get rid of things that you don't need anymore, Mm. which is just a facet of materialism. The constant replacing, oh, this doesn't spark joy anymore, throw it away and I'll go buy something else that does spark joy. Materialism is destroying our planet. Yeah. Like, literally, our constant desire for new, for better, is just doing so much damage environmentally and in people's lives. But I don't feel like this was actually speaking against that. And maybe in some cases people would pair back and stop buying crap. But I don't I don't know. I, I would like that message to come through stronger than just, oh, if you don't like it, throw it away. And yeah. then you can go buy some other crap that you're going to hate in a month's time. Be yeah. honest, did either of you feel inspired to clean up your house afterwards? My house is always immaculate. <laughs> That doesn't surprise me. (laughs) To me, tidying and fun, unlike Marie Kondo, to me those words are incongruous. I I literally do hate to tidy. Uh, But I live in a home with a wife and a child, and it's a very small home, so we sort of by design have to be tidy. Mm. And like we move from a large home into this home, and we had to get rid of so much stuff. I was just like, half of these people just need to move house. Yeah, Just move house, and you just end up throwing it all away because you look at it and you're like, oh, well, I'm not unpacking this after packing. But did you you hit stop and then get up and tidy up anything? (laughs) Um, I did the dishes one night after watching them, but I probably would have (laughs) done that anyway. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I didn't tidy anything, but I was very much conscious of sort of going, okay, well, what would I do in this situation? Like, you know, okay, let's go through the process in my mind. 
What doesn't spark joy? What was the first step? Uh, like, is it, is it clothes? Is clothes, clothes number one? Yeah, clothes, yeah. number one. So, yeah, I was thinking, okay, what clothes? And I do have, you know, a bunch of clothes in like a box downstairs that's on a shelf. Uh, but I've opted to keep those clothes because I do like them. Uh, they either don't fit at the moment or it's like the wrong season or whatever. So they're just in a box downstairs, neatly folded uh, on a shelf. All right. And I said, like, okay, well, I don't need to do anything there. And I went through all of those things, decided I didn't need to do anything. I'm pretty similar. Yeah. I don't really, but my wife was complete opposite. Really? Doesn't clean up. She's a very messy person, uh, and I will definitely be in trouble for saying that on a public <laughs> forum. But, um, yeah, she watched the show and then put all of her wardrobe on the on the bed and did all that Ooh. and did throw out a, a lot of stuff. And, like, she's a painter and stuff, and so things accumulate around yeah. the house. But it did genuinely help her to get rid of stuff. So I guess I'm on board and more keen for the show because it did actually help in our household. I didn't need it. But she did. Yeah. And whether it was just inspired over like, oh, yeah, I should probably just clean up. I don't know about the methods and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did she uh, thank the clothes? Um, well, every time she enters the house, she always prays to the house. Oh, thank you, house. Thank you so much for letting me in today. <laughs> did she palm the clothes? I think you've particularly got Yo. to palm them. That's where the love yeah. comes from. I think it's really easy, you're right, Dan, to throw things out um, or, and to ditch things. But it's actually really hard just to, like, clean up after yourself. And, and like, that's the more hard thing. Like, it's really fun and inspiring to throw things out and make a big change or whatever. But the ongoing just tidying up and cleaning up after yourself doing the dishes once you've actually finished eating dinner, that's actually more of a challenge. Yeah, and that's I where I wonder whether some of these people are just going to slip back into old habits. Yeah, I quickly I, tried almost to... Almost definitely. Yeah, yeah. I quickly tried part... to research it, but the news articles I came across, they all referred to the same three families, and I think they were, like, families that were pushed forward by Netflix as part child. of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, promo. Like, look at these people. A year later, their homes are still tidy. Yeah. But I would like to see the five-slash-ten-year reunion special. Well, that's the thing. And, like, I, I, I'm like you, Dan. I don't necessarily enjoy tidying, but I do very much enjoy living in a tidy house. So I am constantly just tidying. I'm trying to, like, make little... Little uh, tidying things. I, if I've done, if I've had some food, I will try and clean the dishes as soon as possible so that I can then go back to that happy, tidy state. Um, and, and seeing some of the people in this in Marie Kondo, uh, they're not. They don't seem to want to necessarily live in a tidy house all the time. They're kind of just happy, just throwing their stuff anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't think that will be a lasting change. Can you um? put some inspirational music under me as I say this, Dan? Sure. This is the Aidan Grant tidying method. If you can do it in two minutes, do it straight away. If it takes longer than that, I'll do it in the future. But if you can literally just like wash a couple of dishes, it'll take two minutes, just do it straight away. And there you go. You're inspired, aren't you, Dan? I can see it on your face. I think totally inspirational inspired. music also needs more, a more inspirational monologue. It needs to sound a bit yeah. more grand. I don't think you did the music. All right, let me try again. Let a try proper again. service. Try again, try again. Okay, okay. Here is the Aiden Grant method to tidy. I want you to sound more like a spiritual cult leader. Okay, mm. okay, 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 okay. Get some, like, singing bowls in the music. Hello. This is... The Aiden Grant method to tidy. If 
you can do it in two minutes. Why not do it on the spot? But if it takes longer than two minutes, perhaps leave it for later. Go forth. <laughs> I had this thought while watching. Hmm. I wrote it down. I'll just share it with you. She's, I said, Marie is too joyous about seeing other people's garbage. I believe there's a chance that she's controlling what she can control in the physical realm. Because somewhere in the ephemeral realm, the mind, there are some dark, crazy thoughts spiralling. Nah, clearly she's she's <laughs> deep in the spiritual realm. She's praying to the house every day. Yeah, yeah, but oh, yeah, no, there's something... she's so busy in the physical realm, the tidying, the organizing, the controlling what can be controlled... I think there's something in her life Very dark. that she can't control, yeah. and oh, hence she's writing the balance. Yeah. So you're implying she might have killed somebody, chopped them up into tiny little pieces, and put them in like and thanked every single piece, separate <laughs> containers in a drawer in her in her freezer. <laughs> this was the thought I had, and then when I was writing the intro and I'm just doing a little bit of research, she did say that. At one point, she was in. She was so keen to be like the book monitor in her classroom, but at one point, the something like the tidiness, untidiness, was overwhelming her, and she like nearly blacked out, <laughs> or like she blacked out. And I was like, "Yeah, there's something wrong here. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's something on a deeper level here. Yeah, that's called a mental illness." <laughs> I'm interested. I, I I concocted another theory <laughs> that that on the spectrum. Where on one end you have the hoarders, mm. on the other end are the tidy freaks yeah. like Marie Kondo, but they are on the same spectrum of disorder. Mm. Just different manifestations of it. Yeah. No, I like that theory a lot. <laughs> Potentially. I can see that. I think, you know, both ha- both have a deeper... There's a deeper... It's a, it's a spectrum. <laughs> yeah, it's a spectrum. And there is a deeper underlying cause for those behaviours. Mm. But, you know, uh, on the surface, she seems lovely, and uh, <laughs> I don't want to defame her. <laughs> uh, well, I made the horrible mistake of accidentally watching the wrong two episodes initially. So oh, no. I had to what? then watch the two that we, we talked about. You watched doing. four episodes? I had to watch four <laughs> episodes. <laughs> you must have hated life. I, uh, oh, I was, and I, Okay, the messages I sent you, Dan, initially were from one of the wrong episodes before I had been, like, thoroughly uh, uh, turned bitter by this thing. Uh, <laughs> but one of the things that really uh, struck me in this episode that I watched, it was like uh, her in New York, and it, I think it was like a, a series where it's basically like she's tidying up New York apartments and stuff like that. Okay. Um, they cut to her doing a book signing at uh, Barnes & Noble, and there's a heap of people in the crowd. They're all really excited. Uh, we should say hello to our sponsors at Barn and Noble. They've Barnes got and Noble. Th- they've got thirty percent off this week only uh, if you buy three books. The fourth one's free. That's Barnes and Noble, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just tell a maiden sent you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, huge crowd, and she basically like asked everyone, oh, you know, who's read the book, and everyone, of course, like throws their hands up and cheers, and then she asks, like, oh, and who's who's like. Uh, like succeeding, basically finishing the process that's uh, uh, di- dictated in the book, and like two people put their hands up, and, all, and everyone else was like sheepish, like oh, I don't know. is it is it like a self help thing that like you know it's just nice to 
have the, the, the system, the idea about it, and maybe you do... The KonMari method. The KonMari method, yeah. Is it just nice to have that in a nice little document? <laughs> Which is kind of a hilarious name, by the way. It'd be like me coming up with my own system for tidying and calling it the... The Dan the Con Man. No, the Ham Dan method. <laughs> oh, the Ham Dan method's great. <laughs> Leave it there for a long time, and then eventually, in a rage, have to tidy everything. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. There were just a lot of people in the crowd that or maybe were it's like. Not- Maybe it's like they don't have an issue with that at the moment, but they've got that in their back pocket. They've now got the toolkit. But why would they buy the book initially? Ah, all the hype, I guess. (laughs) That's it. That's crazy. Society's wrong. They didn't know that they weren't meant to clutter their house, so they were buying all the books. (laughs) Maybe the book gives you greater depth of explanation, because I was like, when you're picking up, say, a black T-shirt, and I have a lot because I... Most days, if I'm wearing casuals, I'll have a black T-shirt. And for those that haven't seen, Dan's a goth, so he wears a lot of black. <laughs> I am a goth. Uh, is it meant to spark join me? It's just a serviceable shirt to get me through the day. Like, I just need a certain amount. I don't think it sparks joy. But if I was to get rid of the ones that don't, I'd have, like, one shirt, and it would stink! And I'd be in trouble. Yeah, it'd be so a problem. How, how, it's, it's an un. Unfulfilled system, I think. I hate the idea of having to read the book for greater knowledge of this system, though, because unlike a, you know, with a movie, Blade Runner, for example. (laughs) What? You know, you've got the great movie, but then you go away, you read the book, and it's a great experience. You learn a little bit more about the world, or, you Uh know, you can get into it. That might be what happens if you read her book. I do not think it would happen. (laughs) We keep saying her book. I think it's actually multiple books. I think she's up to like three or four books. Yeah, I, I agree. That yeah. sure. I think there are multiple books. Which is ironic. Because really, shouldn't she be like getting rid of all the excess and just have yeah. it down to one book? It, yeah. Honestly, shouldn't it all be in like one chapter? Shouldn't it be a leaflet? <laughs> does it need to be constantly revised and it, updated this method? She's got a system. And does she store the book like spine up or spine down? Like which one is it on the shelving? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that, that folding system does look good if you can do it and I have d- all your shirts folded so they're like yeah. stacked upwards so I to do, speak. I do that when I travel in like a suitcase because it's easier to yeah. access them sometimes. But at, at home, no, I don't need to. Um, when are we going to talk about, and I hate to be the guy that brings it up, but um, the creepy mum with boobies. Ooh. Are you, are you mother shaming? Dan, you know what I'm talking about and you had the same issue as me. It's a bit creepy when... Um, a child wants to be fed and comes up and says, boobies, boobies, boobies. I think that's mother shaming, Aiden. No, haven't mentioned the mum, only mentioned the child. So if anything, <laughs> if anything, it's child shaming. No, I totally agree! Is that the, the breastfeeding bit? Is yeah, that, yeah. Okay, because I wasn't sure what you were talking about, but I do remember that bit and just being like, huh, weird. See, yeah. you would have thought a couple of times when the couple was sitting on the couch talking yeah. to Marie Kondo, you would have thought she was just hugging the child. Because it did kind of look like it was just a cuddle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, what? Really? That was breastfeeding. Yeah, you know that kid that could walk around and talk and all that stuff? Yeah, Yeah. that kid. No way. No, I I immediately, upon seeing this, I was just trying to be a jerk to you. I I was like, (laughs) what? I was like, we need need continuity in the episode, don't we? We need it. We we can't have too many things different. (laughs) Ash, to be fair, was worried about the mother shaming aspect of it. But look, I'm, I'm... Pro breastfeeding, breastfeed in public, breastfeed wherever you like. It's it's your right as a mother, but absolutely, I do believe strongly 
that if the child can request the milk, you need to immediately stop the practice. <laughs> or, at, or at least at some point have a conversation about how often you're doing it on national television. You know? Yeah. like Because it's, yeah. it's, somebody's going to uh, raise it on a podcast, aren't could they? Could you not have just said to the child... Five minutes. I'm just going to do this little chit chat with yeah. Marie Kondo could, for like millions around the world to yeah. see. We'll do it in five minutes. And we they, should could say, they not have just edited that? <laughs> like, well, we should say as well, you know, you can't wait five minutes if it's a baby. But if it's a four year old, you can probably reason with a child yeah. of that age. You could yeah. probably make them wait five minutes. Give them some milk from the fridge. <laughs> Cow milk, A2 milk, soy milk, just make <laughs> the damn milk happen from a non human source. <laughs> yeah. Or at least wow. teach the child a nicer way than just saying, Mummy, boobies? Yeah. Yeah, she's not an object child. Come on. She's more oh, than man. just the boobs. <laughs> Mother, I request <laughs> memory sustenance. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, I need your calcium, please. <laughs> mothers, if there are any mothers listening to this, they're going to be angry. But <laughs> Do you think we have female listeners? <laughs> oh, I think there's one or two. I think we've pissed them off a long time ago, haven't we? <laughs> Speak for yourself. You've probably done more than anyone to drive away our female audience. I don't think we have too much more to say about Marie Kondo and her methods, do we? Uh, now nah, let's keep it short. In yeah. Marie Kondo fashion, <laughs> we need to tighten this up. We need to get rid of the excess and get into ratings. Okay, yeah. well, let's take a little break while uh, we prepare our minds for the scoring. Time to recommend some things. Eden. Yes. What are you recommending? Uh, I'm going to recommend the computer game Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, I know it's hugely popular. It came out at the end of last year. It's not necessarily a brand new thing. You're actually recommending something I've heard of. Oh, there you go. (laughs) There you go. It is just such a bloody good game. I finished it uh, a week or two ago, and I just loved it. Do you have to have done number one first? Not at all. It's actually a prequel, kind of, but you don't need any prior knowledge going into it. Um, it's it feels like a, it's a very unique game. It's got an, an amazing narrative, um, but also it sort of just shows what video games can now be. It feels like a very mature game. Um, I mean, you can still you know dick around and just shoot people and have a great time, but the narrative and the like main protagonist really ground it and make it right. awesome. I loved and- it. And he's, like, saving for retirement, and he's putting oh. money into a tax fund and, and different things like that. That's almost exactly right, but, uh, <laughs> you know, things just don't work How out. How many the way hours you had you sunk into the game upon completion of it? Not a huge amount. I didn't do many side quests and things, and I re- really regretted it. I so had a lot of people tell me, spend time on it, like, really sink into it, but I was so enamored by the story. So you've clocked it? I, uh, uh, that means finished? <laughs> Do people still say clock? I don't know. Is that a thing still? <laughs> I don't know. I think that is more of a, like, arcade game uh, terminology. I feel like it's a real 90s thing. Yeah. It? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, excellent game. Highly recommend. Go out and uh, play it. Okay. Aiden, uh, what are you recommending? See, I've got two things sitting here, <laughs> and I know the judgmental eyes of the two men sitting in front of me may... Come down harshly on one of them. Okay. Are we that sort of person? I think we're... We're fair. Open-minded. Very I'll, much. I'll let you guys choose. Okay. Would yeah. you like a music recommendation or a TV recommendation? Ooh. 
music. Yeah, I was going to say music too. I feel like we do a lot of TV. All right, fine. Uh, my music recommendation is uh, the band Wishful Thinking were very big, or not very big, actually, they're very small, in the late 90s, early 2000s, but they were around this era where um, iTunes hadn't really caught on, right? So they've just released a uh, all their back catalogue on iTunes for the first time. It's They've never been available, and so they've just released their, this big... Um, special edition album with all their best of songs and stuff. So uh, if you want to check that one out on iTunes. Is it iTunes awesome. only? No, no, no. Like it's on Spotify and all, the, right. all their other yeah, things. Okay. But they, 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 were, they were of this ilk. They were a, yeah. a notorious holdout to the digital realm. It was just that like they weren't popular enough for uh. them to... Like they broke up before <laughs> iTunes became big and the internet became big. And so it was like, oh... We're not going to bother adding this band that right. are like <laughs> big in Melbourne and Victoria, but nowhere else out of that. What was your other recommendation? <laughs> yeah, just out of curiosity. <laughs> this was the one that I thought you would judge harshly. <clears throat> Uh, so have you checked out Adam Sandler's <laughs> stand-up special on Netflix? Oh, I have not. I have not either. I have heard good things, though. I wouldn't be judging about that. No, I like Adam no. Sandler when he's good as yeah, much as the next From the person. early 90s. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, can I say, it's actually really good, and it's like... Throw away all the silliness of his films and stuff. This is just him doing stand-up and singing some songs. Very Saturday Night Live-esque of that era of Adam Sandler, 90s. It's, it's really funny. I nice. showed Leah clips from it as well, and she hates Adam Sandler. And she was like, yeah, no, this is funny. This is funny. Yeah, awesome. So, well, he just hosted SNL as well and had that great Chris Farley song. Which is from the stand-up ah, special. Fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, I'd be keen to check it out. Do I get two recommendations as well? Well, I only got one, so... Yeah, know. but we've set the precedent now. You're oh, a what? little bit too early for I'm the precedent. pre-precedent? <laughs> All right, my double recommendation of the week. No, uh, <laughs> this is actually one where I could do with a double. Some weeks I'm really struggling, but I've got so many this week. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lump on Dead to Me, which is a very recent Netflix drop. Uh, a show starring Christina Applegate and Linda... I don't really know her last name. Cardellini? Oh, don't get racist. Mm. Is why? <laughs> Continue. Um, I think that might be it. Uh, she's from Freaks and Geeks, and she's uh, Hawkeye's wife in Avengers, if uh, you're into that sort of thing. Uh, and it's excellent. I really don't want to say too much about it, because a lot of the joy that drive drove my lover forward were the secret reveals even within the first episode. So uh, if you're a fan of... Black comedy sort of stuff. Uh, it's really worth checking out. Like as out. in like Eddie Murphy films or... <laughs> oh, man, where's the dump button? <laughs> dump, dump, no. What it... <laughs> no? <laughs> uh, no, sorry, not black comedy. Not a, not a, not an Eddie Murphy thing. You know, like dark comedy. The sort of stuff that might give you nightmares, Aiden. But uh, for the rest of us that don't mind a little bit of edgy content, uh, that might be one for you. Okay, iPhone test. Eden. It's got to be zero. It's got to be a... Uh, could it be negative five? <laughs> zero is as low okay, as you all right, can go. All right. Zero. <laughs> So you're out of five is zero. Yeah. Aiden. Yeah, maybe like a one. 
One and a half. I'm going to go one and a half. Like, I genuinely was interested, and I couldn't really look at my iPhone that much because I had to read subtitles, and I struggled with that, so I had to really concentrate on it. Uh, yeah, that probably does force your attention a little bit more yeah. than uh, it would otherwise. I don't know. Like, there is that hoarders type thing where you're like, ooh, look at these people's houses, mm. but... But even then, I, I know I've not watched much uh, uh, self-help or like uh, makeover reality TV. In mm. fact, I would say that I've probably watched none. And if this is what it's like, uh, I'm just so thoroughly uninterested. Yeah, it's it's not a format that I'm very yeah. familiar with either. Yeah. I'd probably be a little bit more than you, but only by passive, like walking through a room and seeing it on or yeah. something. Actually, I'll give you one thought. I think in one way that it does something that's very true of the makeover genre. It is completely underwhelming, and it's it's before and after shots at the end. They, do, they are so dull. <laughs> they do the black and white versus yeah. the vibrant new room. But it's the same room with the same terrible decor. The it's furniture just slightly is slightly tidier. Yeah, like they haven't moved the furniture. And in, ah! I feel like sometimes... It's because the furniture is organised in a terrible way. Like, move your couch out of the middle of your room. <laughs> Get a better couch. Yeah. The first couple, Kevin and Rachel uh, and their breastfeeding and all that. I just... I was again, literally fingers crossed. Again, we're not anti-breastfeeding. We just need to make that clear. Yeah. It's, just, it's just weird from a toddler. Anyway, continue. Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted her to say, take the belief thing off your wall. Take the live, laugh, laugh thing out of your bedroom. That's crap. You don't need that. I was like, Marie Kondo, you failed. They have horrible Kmart decor yeah. and you need to, that's what you should have been addressing. Would you like it more if Marie Kondo was a bit more of a like uh, aggressive kind of... Like, 1,000%. I think, I think it would be hilarious. Okay, what if it was Larry David or something? I'm into that. <laughs> Some what is this? <laughs> tidying up with Larry David. Yeah. What a good show. That'd be amazing. It's a spin-off. Yeah. <laughs> so out of five, Dan? Uh, one. Uh, cultural significance, Eden. People people like it. It became popular. People Apparently everyone knew about it. Do you uh, feel like you needed to watch it to partake of that, though? Absolutely not, which is why I'm giving it a one. More than zero. It's a one. I have to give it higher purely for the fact that um, I interviewed a woman on the radio that her j whole job and profession is tidying up now. Like, this has been the biggest boom to her business and things. Like, she was into home decor and stuff before, but this has, like, sparked this phenomenon. And, yeah, so I reckon it's at least... I gotta give it two and a half, I reckon. Ooh, that's high. And I'd be surprised if she doesn't pop up on The Simpsons at one point or has uh, popped up on The Simpsons. Like, it was huge. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we have to like it. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I <laughs> like it. This is not a likes category. Uh, yeah, no. I know. I, it was everywhere when it dropped. I remember going back to school in late January. So many teachers were talking about it. It, it was. Dominant for a period. I'm not sure if it's a lasting cultural significance. Well, it depends if they have more seasons, I guess. Like, it hasn't been out that long. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a season two coming soon. I'm sure they will do a season two. There has not been anything announced. But can you still make it compelling? She's just essentially walking into messy homes and tidying yeah. them up. Where is the additional Yeah, it's, it's a reality TV show. From? It's a reality TV show that 
is similar to other reality TV shows. Yeah, I'm giving it a two. I th- I might be wrong, but I'm predicting that it's going to be a fading cultural power. Returnability, Eden, you watched four episodes. That's uh, double what you had yeah, to. Was... I'll put you down <laughs> for a five. You get, you, I will break your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a five, or at least a four. You watched, no. Uh, you watched four episodes. One, uh, four once... for four. No. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> a star for each episode. It's returnability, zero. <laughs> zero, zero, zero. <laughs> Aiden? Uh, I'll give it 0. 0.5. I don't need to return either, but like, I wouldn't be angry if like. Uh, I would be angry. I really don't want to watch it ever again. I had to watch it. I only watched two episodes and had to watch it in two sittings. I I could not back-to-back them, and they're only like 40, 30 minutes long. So for me, also a zero. Partner friendliness. Eden, did you watch at all with Kirsty? I didn't, and I don't think Kirsty has seen it at all, but I know that Kirsty's mother and sister both love it and have taken on the... uh... (laughs) The, the tenets of this system. Uh, you need to take away your feelings and be honest about this. Uh, partner friendly. Partner friendly. Okay, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to two. I think it's still crap. Like I don't. Th- I don't think that any person that I could, I was with, would enjoy this show necessarily. I'm going to give it a five, and this is why my wife smashed all the episodes when they were released, and every one of her friends were talking about it, and I think for three grown men, yeah, it's got no appeal, but just being around women in that month or two when it was released, everyone loved it. I'm feeling sick. You said it yourself. Like <laughs> two two main women in your life were loved it. Yeah, and I said to Kirsty, "They're idiots for liking it." Yeah, but that, <laughs> that in itself shows you the appeal to uh, the opposite sex. Uh, this is so awful. I mean, you can tidy. Anyone can tidy. You just have to have the the motivation to tidy. You have to have that like that thing in your mind which is like, I don't want to live in filth. <laughs> I'm enjoying lighting the flame, <laughs> and I'm just about to throw some kerosene on. I'm so sweaty. I enjoyed this so much more than that. What was that science fiction weird thing? Oh, you! you... <laughs> it had like it had the guy from Star Wars in it, and it had um. Dan, what's your score? What was what's what your was score, it? Dan? Uh, it was Babylon Let's Five. Are you no... <laughs> something? Oh. Right, I honestly... see you guys. <laughs> I honestly can't even remember. I think <laughs> you mentioned it earlier. Was it Blade what... Drummer? That's it. No, Blade Runner. Blade, that was it. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. I enjoyed it. You knew what it was. You know what it's called. I, I honestly <laughs> you forgot. No, you did not. I literally mentioned it before, I think. <laughs> I enjoyed it more than Blade Runner. Uh, uh, partner friendliness uh, for me. Ash did enjoy it. We often talk about partner friendliness yeah. in terms of, like, date night. If you were watching this on a date night, kill your relationship. Yeah. This is not the sort of thing you should watch but it's not over meant- a bottle of red. But no. she did enjoy it. It's the sort of thing you might kill a Tuesday with. It's not meant to be romantic. Like when we went to do um, hot Pilates, we weren't talking about <laughs> that uh, as far as a date night. Weren't we were talking we? about True. doing it with your partner. Like I don't yeah. know whether a date is appropriate for this topic. No, that's fair. Um, is, is this the show that sort of um, 
like solidifies the Netflix and chill thing. <laughs> like, is this the show that you put on? And then uh, this would <laughs> stop watching Netflix and freeze me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Netflix and wither. <laughs> yeah, uh, if, I'm if, done. There's no sexy time coming out of this show. If you were doing Netflix and chill to Marie Kondo, you want to bet that you were folding those clothes as you're taking them off. Oh yeah, <laughs> and thanking them. <laughs> Um, look, and to be fair, Ash could well be watching the rest of the episodes right now while we record this podcast. So I'm throwing it a two and a five. She wasn't like crazy for it, but she liked it enough that what she that said score? she could keep watching it. 2.5. Oh, 2. I thought he said two and five. I'm yeah, like, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, are there our scores? Controversial one. Let's tally it up. Thought-provoking. New segment, because... Without as many guests, we're not having as many things to drop in while we're doing scoring and stuff. So we have a new segment here where I ask each of you a question. The question is... Eden. Yes, Dan. That's not a question. Is Uh it (laughs) any different, in essence, to be a major nerd of one thing? And I'll give you an example. Is there really any difference to be a major nerd, say, of a band like Green Day, than it is to be a major nerd of, say, a thing like Star Trek? Loaded Thoughts. question. Hmm. Loaded question. Very loaded question. Very loaded question. Uh, Just hypothetically. Hypothetically. Okay. I think that, unfortunately, socially, there is a difference, because there might be more of a stigma towards one than there is the other. Uh-huh. Uh, but when it comes down to it, it's just someone being passionate about a thing. And so when when you boil it down, no difference whatsoever. The same type of person, almost, one might say. The same type of person, absolutely. Aiden. So, does this segment have a title? Is it, or is it just like, oh, I ask questions where I'm sort of trying to have a dig at each of you? Is that the name <laughs> of the oh, segment? Thought- I did not feel dug at. The name of the segment is <laughs> Thought Provoking. That's the segment name. So do I get the same question? Or you get the same it? question. You get a You get a response. Uh, I'd like the adjudicator to reframe the question, please. (laughs) Okay, Aiden. Is there, say, a massive difference between someone who may be judgmental of somebody else's fandom when they, in essence, are a massive nerd for a different type of thing? Right. Okay. Well, I feel like in order to answer the question, I would love for somebody to find the word nerd because I think mm. that's what that really comes down to. It's kind of deflecting a bit there. Nerd entails um, an underground culture where they're... Uh, oh, I guess both are... Mm, yeah, okay. So... Oh. It's a You're tied up in you your have, own logic. You have not answered <laughs> the question in the slightest. Okay, well... We can throw these hypotheticals out the window because you're clearly talking about Eden and Aiden, <laughs> us. And I'm the first one to admit that I am nerdy about certain topics. I know a lot about uh, Disney cartoons in the 90s. I know a lot about the Green Day, aforementioned uh, for Green Day band. Um, I know a lot about certain topics which would be considered nerdy. Yeah. Mm. I don't think there's any difference. Uh, but yes, what Aiden so said So you before. are no better than a Star Trek fan. Is that what you were telling me? Say it, Aiden. You said, Say there, it! Was, you said there was no difference. No, I didn't say there was no difference. That was thought-provoking. <laughs> Catch you next time. I said there was... I said there was similarities. Uh, I said there were, I said, judge, I move that his statement be stricken from the record. It is struck. <laughs> thought-provoking. 
the scores are in, as you can probably predict. It's not a great score, but it's a rare, not horrendously low score. When we don't like something, it tends to be single digits. This is sandwiched in between Cruel Intentions on 7 and Blade Runner. Oh, no, sorry, I'll say that again. This is sandwiched in between Cruel Intentions on 7 and Enya on 23.5 with a score for tidying up with Marie Kondo of 17.5. Yeah, whoa, that's a significant jump up from Cruel Intentions. Yeah, there's a big gap between the stuff we hate, like Mac and Me, Gladiator, <laughs> and uh, the middle-of-the-road sort of dreck, like but, Blade Runner. But that's... Um, <clears throat> exactly. I put it in that same category. That's what I said at the beginning of the podcast. Like, it, I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. It was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It exists. Oh yeah. God, oh, my God. Does it need a sequel? Probably not. Similar to Blade Runner, but, what you know... Oh. <laughs> so, uh, moving forward, we have a new poll for you coming up on the Friday after the podcast drops. Eden, mm? you get one more chance oh, come on. to finally win a poll. <laughs> it's almost like it's hard to relate to Eden's I'm just trying interests. to put things out there that I, I'm interested to see. <laughs> Not crap like Marie Kondo. <laughs> I had to watch this. Oh, well, our next poll, it will be your My First Time choice mm. of Steel Magnolias getting one more chance before yes. it is discarded. Come on, Steel Magnolias. Versus my choice of the cult classic Australian film Romper Stomper. Oh. So, different ends of the spectrum there. Dolly yeah. Parton <laughs> in Steel Magnolias versus uh, Russell Crowe's skinhead in Romper Stomper. So, get on the polls. Tell us what you would like to see. Do you want to get back to some more violent fare? Are you happy to let uh, the femininity flourish here on the podcast? <laughs> Either one, I'm going to have to avert my eyes for a bit of it, I think. <laughs> uh, so, we will be back in about five or six weeks. I'm going on a little trip with my family, so it will be a little bit of a longer wait for our next episode, but a perfect chance to check out the My First Time archives. Lots of good stuff in there. Eden, what do you recommend people go back and listen to? The Blade Runner one, because I think people need to give Blade Runner a lot more than it has got on this podcast. See you if, need to listen if... to the podcast, uh, let your hatred build, go and watch the movie, and then love it, because it is a great film. See, and if, I Aiden... to, if I had to rate all of our podcasts that we have recorded, the Blade Runner one would be like towards the bottom somewhere. It'd be like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> like, it's fine. It's like, yeah, whatever. Do you have a favourite episode that people uh, should uh, check out? Uh, I particularly liked the uh, Forrest Gump episode. Oh, yeah. With uh, the very funny James McCann. Yeah, I thought like it, it wasn't like my favourite film of all time, but I, I had a lot of fun recording it, and that's what really matters. <laughs> So go check out the archives of My First Time. And if you are liking the podcast, we just ask you to tell a friend, like us on uh, online, follow us on Instagram, review, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. Thank you so much for listening. Jump on the poll. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.